Hey kids, can you guess what time it is? Movie time. Time to eat. I see a Bible and a donut. Yay! Devotions. That's right. Let's learn about God and spend some time in His Word. Welcome kids to Donuts and Devos, where God sprinkles His love on us and feeds our faith. Jesus will lead us and teach us. He will lead us to peace. We are the children that He loves. Jesus teaches to be just like you. Your words are true, so with Donuts and Devos, lead us to peace. With Donuts and Devos, with Donuts and Devos. Donuts and Devos lead us to peace. Lead us to peace. Hi there, and welcome back to Donuts and Devos, where we get connected to Jesus through God's Word. I'm Mary Faith. Thank you so much for joining us once again this week as we take our journey through the Bible into the Book of Joshua. Each week we read a different Bible story and we talk about what it means for us and for our lives. I'm joined by my favorite little guests, Hi, and Pastor Glaze, who helps us to dive into God's Word. Now, the day the sun stood still. What? That's possible? Typically not. But this is the one and only day that the sun didn't move for the entire day. Why? Believe it or not, it was another one of God's creative and strategic battle plans. The Israelites are fighting again. Oh yes, our next few devotions will be focusing on how the Israelites conquered and took over the Promised Land under Joshua's leadership. Remember, there are people living there who did not follow God or keep His commands, and the Israelites needed to defeat them in order to live in Canaan. What happens in the next few chapters will shape Israel's future. Let's start with the Lord's Prayer and jump right on in. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Bible reading this week is from Joshua chapter 10, verses 1 through 15. We do have some interesting names in our Bible reading today, and I will do my very best to not completely massacre these names. As soon as Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard how Joshua had captured Ai and had devoted it to destruction, doing to Ai and its king as he had done to Jericho and its king, and how the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were among them, he feared greatly, because Gibeon was a great city, like one of the royal cities, and because it was greater than Ai, and all its men were warriors. So Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, sent to Hoham, king of Hebron, to Piram, king of Jarmuth, to Jephiah, king of Lachish, 
and to Debir, king of Eglon, saying, Come up to me and help me, and let us strike Gibeon, for it has made peace with Joshua and with the people of Israel. Then the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon, gathered their forces and went up with all their armies, and encamped against Gibeon, and made war against it. And the men of Gibeon sent to Joshua at the camp in Gilgal, saying, Do not relax your hand from your servants. Come up to us quickly, and save us, and help us, for all the kings of the Amorites who dwell in the hill country are gathered against us. So Joshua went up from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear them, for I have given them into your hands. Not a man of them shall stand before you. So Joshua came up upon them, suddenly, having marched up all night from Gilgal. And the Lord threw them into a panic before Israel, who struck them with a great blow at Gibeon, and chased them by the way of the ascent of Beth Horon, and struck them as far as Azekah and Makedah. And as they fled before Israel, while they were going down the ascent of Beth Horon, the Lord threw down large stones from heaven on them, as far as Azekah, and they died. There were more who died because of the hailstones than the sons of Israel killed with the sword. At that time Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord gave the Amorites over to the sons of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Sun, stand still at Gibeon, and the moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, until the nation took vengeance on their enemies. Is this not written in the book of Jashar? The sun stopped in the midst of heaven and did not hurry to set for about a whole day. There has been no day like it before or since, when the Lord heeded the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. So Joshua returned, and all Israel with him, to the camp at Gilgal. Okay, so who are the Gibeonites? Ah, the Gibeonites. Um, well, they are residents of the land of Canaan. Didn't the Lord command Joshua and his people destroy all the people in the land of Canaan? Well, yes, yes, he actually did. Then why the Gibeonites asking Joshua for help? Long story short, they lied to Joshua. After hearing about Israel's decisive victories at Jericho and Ai, the people of Gibeon feared Joshua. They didn't want what happened to those cities to happen to them. They went to Joshua, lied and said they were from far, far away, and asked Joshua to make peace with them so that they would not be destroyed. Why didn't the Lord tell them not to do that? Because Joshua did not inquire of the Lord. He didn't ask the Lord, should we do this or not? He made the decisions to become allies with these people who were lying to him. When Joshua found out they were lying to him, he wasn't happy, but he had to keep his promise. He swore to them in the name of the Lord God that they would be allies. And you know what's funny about that too? When the people of Israel found out that Joshua made peace with the Gibeonites, they were not happy with Joshua. They grumbled against him because, well, he did something wrong. Yeah, finally did something wrong and they grumbled. Not when they're doing something right and they're grumbling. Well, there's that too. And poor old Moses, right? But now, I bet the people remembered also what happened the last time somebody did something that the Lord commanded them not to. Somebody named Achan, maybe? Oh, yeah, him. Yeah, they probably don't want something like that to happen again. But since they were now allies, nothing could be done anymore. 
God's command for the promised land to belong solely to his people is broken. They will now also be living in the promised land alongside Israel. And this isn't good. It's not according to God's plan. God's people sure do mess up God's plans a lot, don't they? God says, this is what I want from you, and this is how we're going to do it. But God's people don't always do it. Joshua sinned, and now Israel has to come to the aid of Gibeon in a great battle. The Gibeonites were a powerful people with strong cities, greater even than Ai. Allied with Israel, the force of fighting men could be unstoppable. Five kings now of the land of Canaan came together and formed their own alliance. They were not going to let the army of Israel come to them. They were going to go out to attack Israel. The large force of fighting men of the five kings of the Amorites went to Gibeon to attack it. Gibeon called Joshua for help, but Joshua worried because he messed up. The large force of fighting men of the five kings of the Amorites went to Gibeon to attack it. Gibeon called Joshua for help, but Joshua was worried because he messed up. What's he going to do? He waited for the Lord to tell him what to do. The Lord promised Joshua, Do not fear them, for I have given them into your hands. With these words, the Lord was assuring Joshua that, you know, though, Joshua, you messed up and made peace with the people I told you not to, I will still help you. I will not leave you, and I will give you the victory. It sounds like God forgave Joshua. You're right. God did forgive Joshua. It's not what he deserved for his mistake with the Gibeonites, but God promises that he will make things right, even when we sin and mess things up. So now is this epic battle about to take place between the armies of the five Amorite kings and the armies of Israel and Gibeon! I think I know who's going to win. I think you do too. It was a quick clash of the armies. The Amorite armies were quickly overmatched and overpowered by Joshua's forces. They started to run away. And it was starting to get dark, too, because the sun was going down. You know, when it gets dark outside, what can't people do? We can't see. We can't play. We can't do anything without light. Right. And the armies couldn't fight in the dark. Joshua needed more light so that they could defeat all the Amorite fighting men. And what's the only source of light powerful enough to light up the whole land? The sun! Joshua asked that the sun stand still in the sky. The sun stands still? Yes, the sun stopped moving. Light shone longer on the earth. It was a miracle. God fought for and helped his people. You see, God created the sun in all things, so I think he can make the earth stop spinning if he wants to. He always acts for his people, even doing things we think are impossible in order to help us and save us. Impossible things like giving his son to die for the sins of the whole world? That would be the most extraordinary thing God has done, and all for us, his children, to save us and bring us to heaven with him. And why would he do this? Because he loves us. Because he loves us. Is the conquest of the promised land over? No. Sadly, no. Not by a long shot. But we'll continue that next time. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father, You do wondrous things. You do wondrous things. To help and deliver your people. To help and deliver your people. 
Though we do wrong, though we do wrong, you promise to save us. You promise to save us. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for forgiving us. And staying with us. And staying with us. As you promised in your word. As you promised in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we have some deceptive behavior going on here with the Gibeonites, don't we? So, they were tricking Joshua, right? Yes, they were pretending to come from far, far away, saying that they had heard all about Joshua and their Lord and wanted to be allies with them. Allies? What are allies? Good question. Allies are two parties that become friendly, usually by making a treaty or agreement or something of that sort. It's our faith word of the day. Now, the Israelites made a covenant with these Gibeonites, promising to do them no harm by becoming allies. Now, here's the kicker. Like we said, Joshua did not go to God for counsel with this new development. The Israelites just accepted the explanation of the Gibeonites, even though it was a complete lie. Joshua swore by the Lord that they would be allies. That is an unbreakable promise, though it was not God's desire. What about those other five kings and armies? Are they allies too? The Amorite kings did form an alliance with each other to fight against the Gibeonites and the Israelites. They set aside all the differences they had with each other to focus together on this one goal, to defeat Israel. And of course, that's not what happened. God gave Israel another victory. Oh, so we're allies with God? Well, I wouldn't say that. You see, as allies, both parties would have to make an agreement that benefits each party. Now, think about it. What do we have that will benefit God? Well, nothing. Yeah, nothing. What can we do that will make God want to be our ally? Nothing again, because we're sinners. Right. It's God who comes to us and saves us, delivers us, and makes us his own. He forgives us for Christ's sake and promises to do everything for us and for our salvation. Even when Joshua did wrong and made allies with the Gibeonites, the Lord didn't leave him. God promised his faithfulness, saying, You will defeat the large army of the Amorites. I have given them into your hand. So, God is also our helper, deliverer, and savior from our enemies. Can you imagine a day where the sun didn't move? No, that would be crazy. Of course, this was one of God's more creative and strategic maneuvers in allowing the Israelites to defeat the Amorites. The Lord showed that he fought for Israel, and truly, no man could defeat the Lord. 
And this is what our memory verse is. It's Joshua 10, verse 12b, and it reminds us of this very event where the sun and the moon stood still for this day of fighting. Joshua 10, verse 12 says, Sun, stand still at Gibeon, and moon in the valley of Ajalon. Now, as we're still looking for our new Miss Baker, we will, that is, Pastor Glaze and I, are going to help you kids out today in memorizing our Bible verse. We did come up with a little tune for you to memorize these words to, so let's hear it first, and then see if we can get to singing and memorizing Joshua 10, verse 12. All right, kids, it's a short one today, so we're going to sing it through, and then you can join us. Sound good? Yeah! All right! Stand still at Gibeon and moon in the valley of Ajalon. Sun, stand still at Gibeon and moon in the valley of Ajalon. Joshua 10, verse 12. Joshua 10, verse 12. All right, are you kids ready to sing with us? Okay, so that didn't go too badly. Very well done, guys. And do remember this Bible verse for its very unique words of the one and only day the sun did not move. Let's finish up our devotion with the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings And that wraps up our devotions for today. Thank you so much for joining us here on Donuts and Devos. We are so thankful for each and every one of you as you tune in and listen to our devotions. If you'd like to support Donuts and Devos, you can do so by giving a free will offering at buymeacoffee.com forward slash donuts and devos. And if you'd like to keep up with us on social media, you can do so by going to Facebook and joining our private Facebook group, Donuts and Devos, a podcast for kids. We also have a page and you can like that as well. And if you like our devotions and think other kids and families 
would enjoy listening as well, please share on your social media pages. Word of mouth is the best way for people to find out about Donuts and Devos and maybe make their family life devotions just a little bit easier. I'm Mary Faith, and you've been listening to Donuts and Devos, where we connect kids to Christ and fill them with joy and Jesus' peace. Bye, kids. See you next time.